0: sent podcast in today's episode we are providing Tuesday tips here we will share insights and best practices for navigating the business world one tip at a time whether you're a seasoned pro looking for fresh insights or you're just starting out and craving those golden nuggets of knowledge we've got you covered so let's get started because success is better when we manage it together Welcome to Tuesday Tips. We are your host, Allie Schultz. And Joe Moats, And today we're diving deep into one of the most important aspects of any successful business, recruiting top talent. Whether you're a small business owner, a manager, or part of a large HR team, you'll want to tune in for the actionable strategies and insights we're sharing today. So let's jump
1: on in. Yeah, yeah. Excited that we are talking about a topic that... I'm excited about, and that is my profession. Uh, for those listeners who uh, may have missed it in some of our other episodes, I am the Director of Talent Acquisition here at CENTA. So me and my team, uh, we partner with our practices and our leadership and, and staffing the organization. And it's exciting because we play a direct part in building the team and culture here, here at CENTA. And uh, and we're a fun team. I don't know Allie if you'll you'll agree with that, but uh.
0: I think you guys have a reputation of being pretty fun. Yeah,
1: I think so too. So for Tuesday tips today, uh, we're really going to be talking about a few areas. We want to keep this simple. We want to give you some uh, really good meat and potatoes to take away with you uh, today. So we're going to be talking about some of the key things that you need to be thinking about in building successful recruiting strategies or being effective in your recruiting efforts. The first thing that we want to talk about or the first thing that you need to really do as a hiring manager, hiring team or leader is understand what your needs are before you even start your search for that Perfect candidate, it's really crucial to have a, a good understanding of what your organization needs. And this means understanding not just the specific skill set and qualifications that are required for the role, but also the ideal personality traits and how that new hire will fit into your team and your company culture. Allie, I don't know about you, but there's been times in the past and other companies where I've been on a team and, uh, you know, there's some there's some obvious personality mismatches, right? Like mm-hmm. right when you show up in the room, you, you, you can kind of feel it. So I, I don't know if you've ever had that experience or not.
0: I haven't, but I mean, at the end of the day, you're spending at least 40 hours a week with the people on your team and in your organization. So I think it's really important to be able to find the right personality fits and mm. culture fits um, yeah. just because when everybody's happy, you're way more successful.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. It's um, I, I've read a statistic. I can't, can't remember how long ago or even where the statistic came from, but it's always stuck with me is that we spend you know, 80% of our life with work colleagues or, um, you know, people that we, we work with or are in a profession with. So, yeah. So understanding your needs, paying a real close, uh, attention to, uh, that culture fits and it's important. Uh, the next thing you want to be thinking about, uh, in creating successful recruiting practices is, Uh, Being able to create a irresistible or appealing job posting, Uh, crafting a compelling job posting is really the first step uh, in attracting top talent. It's not just about listing the requirements and responsibility for the job, but it's also your first opportunity to sell um, that position and your company to potential candidates. A lot of times that's going to make the difference and uh, what jobs they apply for, what jobs they decide to interview for. And we'll discuss how to use your company culture and benefits and opportunities for growth as selling points, maybe in a future and extended ex, expanded podcast around uh, recruiting. but But for right now, you know, there's technologies that you can use, or software that you can use uh, to create compelling uh, job descriptions. I know, Allie, one of the things that we're starting to use a lot here is ChatGPT, mm-hmm. right? I've written several job descriptions. I think most recently was it was for a oh gosh, what was it? A surgery process technician. Like, didn't even exist. Typed it into chat GPT, write me a job description of whatever t- job title I just said that we didn't have. Uh, and it kicked out exactly what the hiring manager was looking for for qualification, blew our minds. We were, mm-hmm. the hiring manager was right there over my shoulder watching me do this. And, you know, I think using tools like that, I think having conversations with Uh, The hiring manager, before you even put a job posting out there, we call those intake conversations or intake calls in the recruiting uh, space. It's important to understand what the needs of the job are, what those selling points are, so you can include those in the job description.
0: And do you believe there's any um, best process on how much information you share on job postings? I know some share a lot of information on yeah. benefits, salary, and all of that. Do you see that sharing more information or certain aspects brings in more candidates?
1: Yeah, I do. I think that uh, I think it's got to be a balance. Uh, it's got it's, it's got to be you know fifty percent what you need to get the job done. I mean, if it's for a you know a uh, software developer they have to be able to code and do things like that right um, so so that that portion does need to be in there well actually I, I would say 60 40 40 percent that stuff and 60 percent selling your company selling your benefits selling the um, why does Joe want to apply for this uh, this position what am I going to get out of it mm-hmm. Because job seekers these days, especially the, the younger generations that are that are coming into the workforce, it's no longer about a paycheck. It's no longer about the the steadiness of, of having a job. We see that you know people typically are leaving jobs between you know two to three years. and the younger generation, it's you know one year contracting work, gig work that's that's big right now. So if you're asking, are you trying to appeal, to, uh, you know, I would say younger generation of workforce, your job has to be appealing and they have to see what's in it for them. Um, almost more so than what they can bring to the table. And I hate to say it like that, but that's that's kind of what they're looking for. So if you have a company that has, you know, a paternity leave for both parents, highlight that. If you have um, I, I read an article the other day, there was a company that was giving travel expense um, you know, gas cards to their, their employees who had to travel, who lived, you know, 20-plus, 30-plus miles out, um, things like that, right? If your company yeah. has things like that, that they can offer, incentivize, or maybe they should start thinking about something like that, that absolutely needs to be in the job description. Uh, anything around team engagement and team environments, uh, that needs to be in there. Uh, that's one thing when I screen uh, for jobs here at Senta Corporate, You know, that's one of the things that I highlight is how engaged our teams are and how collaborative we are. So, yeah. Um, The next thing that that, uh, you want to think about that will help you create successful recruiting is leveraging your network. Uh, There's studies done or have been done over time that really drive home Most hiring is done from referrals. I know my last several jobs have come from somebody saying, hey, you know, there's this guy I know, (laughs) you know, you should talk to them or they should talk to you. And and I was referred to the position. and from a personal
0: standpoint, I wouldn't have found myself at Cinta if I didn't already know people within these walls that right, yeah. I could speak to about a job listing before fully applying and diving in.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that's going to continue to be the case. You know, with social media keeping us connected as, as as well as it does, LinkedIn's not going anywhere. It's only growing as far as its uh, usage, popularity, and benefits. But, you know, recruiting doesn't just happen online or through job boards. Uh, You have to have those personal and professional networks. Um, Those are going to be the most valuable resources uh, for you to find the right talent. Um, I will say that I think most people don't leverage tools like LinkedIn like they should. It's... Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe my, myself included when I first started LinkedIn. For example, I have you know over ten thousand connections. Obviously, I don't have a, a relationship with ten thousand people. Yeah. Um, but having these these uh, th- this networking uh, ability and leveraging it is um, if you have a large network in LinkedIn or some other social media platform or GroupMe or something like that. Make time to actually connect with people. Uh, buy them for a virtual coffee, or if they're local to your uh, your area, have a you know an onsite coffee or, or a meeting or something like that. Your network is just sitting in or sitting on the shelf if you're not leveraging it, using it, and engaging with it.
0: Yeah, and I know even on Facebook, there's a lot of um, Facebook groups based on professional, um, people looking either to talk to other people in their industry or even just in their area. Like I know I'm a member of a women's professional group of Atlanta. And so it's just fun to see people post in there. They either ask questions about what's going on now, best practices for certain things, or they share job postings and network with other people through that.
1: Yeah. 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 It's, it's all about, well, well, that's what networking is, right? It's connection and conversation. I mean, that's that's the uh, I don't know if it's the definition, but that's that's how you make it uh, work for work for you. Um, so, so what's next? Um, I would say streamlining your interview process. Allie, how many times have you went for a job? Uh, or applied for a job, and it was just interview after interview after interview. I remember my first interview at my first company after leaving the military was four hours with five different people. And then even after that, I had two more follow-up interviews. Wow! Right. You get interview fatigue. Yes. And so many companies do not pay attention to this. You know, uh, really a smooth and efficient interview process. Mm -hmm. It it not only helps the company and the hiring team to evaluate candidates quickly, but it also leaves a great impression on the candidates themselves because so many of the other companies don't have these streamlined uh, processes. So they're, you know, going through uh, interview after interview. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, my physician recruiter, we wouldn't have him today had the company before us made him a timely offer. But because they kept on and on dragging it out, we were able to get an offer in there before they were even, you know, able to get through the conversations. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I think it's also important as you're interviewing, you kind of want to know what the next steps are going to be each step of the way. And you want to know how many interviews are ahead. And so I know some people have the experience where they go in and interview and then they keep thinking, oh, that has to be the final one. Then they're like, we have one more person for you. Yeah. So it's like having a clear picture of if an interview process is a couple weeks or a couple months because that can drastically change what a candidate's looking for.
1: Oh, absolutely. If I'm looking to be hired in the next week, two weeks, I'm not getting involved in a three-month hiring process. Mm-hmm. Um one of the things I think that, that companies can do, and this is I, I would put this on talent acquisition, is be clear and upfront with the hiring manager when you're starting to talk about the opening and need, hey. What is the interview process? And if the hiring manager comes back with, well, I want to meet with this person, this person, this person, this person, this person, you stop and you say, hey, listen, and you explain to them the benefit of a streamlined interview process. Really think about who needs to speak with this person. And then once you have that, in that initial screen with that candidate, make sure that you... You share that with them and that you say, hey, this is the process. Uh, This is the interview process. This is what you can expect. And this is our timeline. So they hang up from that initial conversation with the expectations clearly spoken or given.
0: (laughs) I know that it varies by seniority level and the type of role. But um, is there any like stats or research done that shows like, The golden number of interviews candidates are looking for. Maybe it's three, maybe it's four. Yeah, I
1: I think the max is four. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's what I would say. Um, And I would even say that at any level. Because even if you're interviewing at C-suite level, if it's not the CEO, COO, or CFO, or CHRO, (laughs) let's put all the acronyms out there. I mean... Does the director of finance need to interview this executive? No, mm-hmm. it's going to be one of those people. So it's really keeping the interviews contained to the, the department that that person's going to be in. Now that doesn't mean it's not important for other people in other departments that they're going to be collaborating with. Um, informed on who this candidate is but do they really all need to interview them? Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, well I'll just go back and take a uh, director of FPNA we just hired one here at Santa and um, this person is going to interact with so many people not just in the corporate area but also the practice areas. Do I connect this person with every physician we have, every provider we have? No, we, we, we can't do that. Um, so I think leaders need to really think about that and keep it kind of in the department that they're going to touch the most.
0: And one more question on this. Yeah. Um, what's your personal thoughts on panel interviews? Are mm. they beneficial? Or are they not? I know it's a way to get somebody in front of more people and less yeah. meetings. Um
1: yeah, I, I think they can can be beneficial. I think it's important that uh, there be a structure to the panel. For instance, if it's a four person panel, okay, um, each person should evaluate a, a segment of that person's fit. And what I mean by that is, uh, one person will focus on behavioral type questions around uh, maybe the team fit. Or company culture fit. Uh, one person will ask questions around their technical experience, mm-hmm. um, and then the third or fourth person will ask questions around their interests, their passions, and what they're looking for. All right. So if you segment it off that way, I think what it does is um, mitigates the chance of. Interviewers going off on a tangent based off their what they need the candidate to mm-hmm. be, right? It's yeah. we're evaluating the whole candidate here. So yes, I do think they're valuable. They just need to be structured. Um, so the last thing to, or the last tip, if you will, to to share here, and for those who are in sales listening, will appreciate this is is close the deal right. Uh, coffee's for closures, as they say, and we want to drink a lot of coffee. Once you have found that right candidate, it's essential to close the deal quickly and efficiently. What we get hung up in a lot of times is at this process, once the interviews are done, candidates get ghosted for like two weeks and they're like, what is going on? Um, And that should never happen. That should never happen. Um, The best way to go about closing the deal quickly is have an offer in mind before that candidate even interviews. Like, you know what your salary is going to be. You know what your bonus potential is going to be like, you know, what that compensation package is for that role. You wouldn't have this person on site interviewing if, if you didn't know they already fit within that. So if, well, hopefully if your recruiting team does their job, that, that, that won't be the case, but being timely and getting an offer out to them, um, you should not go more than 24, 48 hours without giving feedback you shouldn't go more than a week without fully dispositioning the candidate. Like, yeah, we're going to move you forward. We want to extend you an offer. Or if you do still have a laborious uh, interview uh, process, what that next step, what those next mm-hmm. steps are. Yeah, I think uh, closing the deal quickly is crucial to candidate experience, to employer branding or to, you know, your employer brand when it comes to comes to hiring. Um, So uh, if we have closing thoughts uh, around the topics that we we touched on today, um, recruiting the right talent, um, it's really uh, a science and an art. It's about understanding your needs, creating that uh, irresistible job posting, leveraging your network to find the talent you need, and conducting a effective interviews that leads to a very fast close and great candidate experience in in getting your hires in a timely manner. And remember, every hire can make a significant impact uh, to your organization. Talent acquisition and recruiting is the gateway. Uh, So it's so crucial to get it right. And we hope that these tips have helped you uh, or will help you in your talent search If you found today's episode helpful, be sure to subscribe to more Tuesday Tips. But until next time, happy recruiting.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Tuesday Tips. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future topics, please reach out to us at marketing at To learn more about Cinta Partners. visit cintapartners.com. And remember to share our podcast with others who might benefit from these insights. We'll see you next time for more tips and strategies to help you succeed in the
1: business world.